0: Let's stand for the reading of scriptures today. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and uh, Romans chapter 8. Just let this word that never returns void just make its way into your ears, into your mind, down to your heart, into your soul. It says this It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. And he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we can call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. This is the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Hey, um, this isn't something I was planning on at all, um, but I just I just am feeling a sense of heaviness about some of the things that are happening here on the world right now, and I'd just like to take a moment to pray. Um, as you've heard, um, there's been some, some crazy... Stuff happening in israel right now. I know that you guys were there just recently and I know a number of you have been there But I would just like to take a minute to pray for israel and to pray for What's happening in that conflict and that god's peace would come specifically? um, In in between these people groups that have been fighting for a really long time And so we ask that god would do what only he can do and that is that he would just bring peace. Amen Amen. Hey, uh, Lori. Would you stand and just pray specifically for peace to come to the Middle East? Here, So happy to share um, from the scriptures today as we move on to our second week of ghost stories And if you missed last week, let me just give you a quick recap So for the month of October, we are taking uh, a focused time to dive deep into the person of God called the Holy Spirit And and we're focusing our time here because for many the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost Is a bit of a mystery Uh, Depending on your church background, it can be a bit confusing To process much less love someone we believe is God yet exists exclusively outside of our physical material plane of of Comprehension and so we're digging in we're digging deep to better know and experience him by taking a closer look at two Things first of all, we're looking at what the Holy Spirit has done over time the things that have been observed and recorded in Scripture already and Then we're going to be listening to what Jesus confesses to be true about him So we might again know And Experience the spirit more And so last week we started um, By looking first at the role the Holy Spirit plays within God within the Trinity the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit That he is the power and the presence of God on earth The power and the presence that created everything we see and everything we don't the power that that created Everything and yet still chooses to make his home And root his presence in and within his people. We learn that the Holy Spirit is not some abstract, random ghost mist you see presented in bad horror movies. But rather, he is the real breath of the word of the Father. He is God's power and presence on earth, working and moving to create the future. That We occupy and that's where we landed last week. The Holy Spirit is the power and the presence of God now moving on to week two If you're talking, taking notes I'd like to build on this by talking about how the power and the presence of God Engages the world to fulfill God's mission and his greatest dream For humanity And if you're taking notes, I'd like to call this message every step of the way Every step of the way Every step of the way has anyone ever heard that phrase before every step of the way. Yeah, it, what it means basically is I am with you I am with you. I got you from start to finish Every step of the way and and as I was thinking about today in this this concept of what the spirit does It was reminded reminded me of something that my family kind of experienced um, and went through this past year It all started back in in February um, and, and here's the scene so Rebecca My incredible wife is out of town for work, and I am home single-dadding it with the kids when this pretty significant rain pattern hit Southern California. Does anyone remember February this past year? It was real wet. We even got snow. Do you remember the snow? It was amazing. Praises. Anyway, I'm just getting home from school. I'm getting home from school with the kids, missing my lovely wife so much when I walk into the house and I hear drip, drip. Drip. And so I walk into the living room, it's kind of like a lowered living room, and I see the floor has this growing puddle that hit our rug. And so I was like, kids, go get the towels. I'll get the bucket. And we did, and it was fine, but that drip kept dripping. And so I went online and I emailed my insurance company right away to let them know what was happening. And I got all these pictures and videos just to stay on top of it. But keep in mind, this was a Friday, right? And so I wasn't really expecting to hear anything back from them until Monday. But as the weekend went on, the rain picked up, and so did. The drips. In fact, I've got a little video here. Make sure the audio is on for this, Gavin, because this will really help you see. Do you hear the quantity of drips? All right, you can clear it. Listen, it was wild. I slept on the couch to make sure, I literally had to empty the bins in the middle of the night. It was raining so much and so anyway, it was wild but Monday finally came after a long weekend and sure enough I I eventually got a call from my insurance company. They asked a few questions requested some more photos and video I sent that over and then they said and I'm still hearing the drips coming from the living room They said this to me. They said hey David. um, I think we have what we need And I want you to know how sorry we are that this happened to you, um, but we're here to help. I'm sticking with you I'm sticking with you every step of the way Every step of the way and y'all I want you to know that monday. I was so encouraged I was sitting there thinking man. There is light at the end of this tunnel and we're going to be okay But now somebody tell me real quick. How well did they actually fulfill their commitment to me to stick with me? (laughs) Anybody have any experience with insurance companies in the past? (laughs) I would say I would say they they were not great. Okay, and from there Days and then weeks went by with no contact I would call and there would be no response no reply. I would text and email and they would never get back to me friends It took months months to even figure out what the solution would be and then Even more months before they actually started getting repaired. We had holes in our ceiling for five months Five months an open ceiling for five months um, And even then the insurance company wouldn't call me back They still won't actually we're still trying to finalize this so if anyone wants to make a phone call for me Deborah, Maybe you can hook me up. I don't know. We can see what happens Um, but I tell you what as I think back on that moment I'm brought back to that first phone call and the promise they made and sure they might have been with me They might have been with me on step one because they called okay They called But honestly, we've been walking alone in the process ever since And I wonder if anyone here has ever been in a similar spot where you You know, you're like let down by someone or something that made promises, but didn't deliver I wonder if anyone here has ever found themselves on the other side of a commitment that didn't stay committed I imagine we we all have more times than we'd like to admit been on the receiving end of disappointment That that just left you walking alone. Maybe it was your insurance company in February flaking out. Maybe it was a friendship that didn't pan out Maybe it was a marriage that failed Maybe it was work or a diet or a business venture, or maybe it was even with church and your faith. I don't know But where you thought you had someone on your team You thought you had someone with you to help you along the way only to find yourself let down Again and again alone in your efforts to move forward This is unfortunately all too common Things happen promises are made and we get let down The world and its systems, its priorities, its practices, even its people, they let us down all the time. And we know it because we have all experienced it. This is, this is life. Still, even with the disappointments, even with the disappointments you've experienced from unmet expectations, I'm here to tell you that our God is faithful. He is steadfast, and He is devoted to your story. From start to finish, He will never let you down. And He will never leave you to walk through your season alone. No, He is present and committed to be with you every step of the way. And this is the promise that goes to define and give courage and confidence to our faith. This is the promise we have received, and we see it in Matthew chapter 28 in the great commission when jesus says this it'll be on the screen it says jesus came and told his disciples i have been given all authority in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands i have given you and be sure of this here we go i am with you always even to the end of the age And be sure of this. I have been given all authority and with all of my authority, Jesus says here is my commitment. I am with you I'm with you always every step of the way even until the end Of the age and if there's one thing I need you to process today and take home with you today as this encouragement is that our God is Constant our God is a one-stop full service all-inclusive shop for your journey of faith The Holy Spirit is with you Always every step of the way and there's nothing off limits There is no waiting on hold for him to show up Or sending countless unanswered messages Now like we learned last week, God is always there for you because now his spirit lives within you God is always there for you because his spirit lives Within you forever even to the end of the age And, and listen, I know that things happen And there are all sorts of moments Where we feel distant Some of them happen to us some of them we bring upon ourselves But there are moments where we all feel distant and alone on this road called life things happen But friends, this is the promise that god gives his people if you are a christian If you are a christian, then god's spirit is always with you And always has been in every season and in every stage of life every step of the way god The holy spirit is with you and don't just take my word for it. Maybe you're showing up, you're like, oh, pastor, picking one passage. No, let me give you a couple more just to drive this home. From Joshua chapter 1, it says this This is my command, friends, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody say amen to Joshua today. Check this out from Deuteronomy 31. It says, So strong, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally. Go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Amen. Now, how about some Jesus here in John 14? It says this If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is who? The Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him But you know him because he lives within you now and later will be within you No, I will not abandon you as orphans I will come to you and this is the promise that God has made to his people God is and always has been and always will be with you every step of the way And he fulfills this promise. He fulfills this promise. How? Through what Jesus just told us, through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this brings us back to the beginning. And what I'm I'm hoping that we can dig into today as we look at this role of the Spirit in the world. And that is, if you're taking notes, you can write these down. That, That the Holy Spirit is working, start to finish, to lead humanity back to the Father. This is the dream and the mission that god has put that it has has commissioned the spirit to be on The holy spirit is working from start to finish to lead people humanity back to the father. There's no handoff There's no delegation. There's no drop balls. No every step of the way on your road of faith The spirit is there working to lead you back to god I'm gonna say it over and over every step of the way And we see this role this assignment given to the spirit revealed in five key actions And this is really what we're going to be parking on for the rest of our time today And these key actions are within the story of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who calls convicts cleanses claims and commissions five key actions every step of the way in obedience to the father on behalf of the son The Spirit is present, calling, convicting, cleansing, claiming, and commissioning. And this is what the Spirit does in every story and in every season. And we see this work from cover to cover in our scriptures, but never more obvious than what we find in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and 2. And so if you have your Bibles, would you just follow me quickly to Acts, chapter 1 and 2? All the scriptures will be on the screen as well. Acts 1 and 2 and as we approach this Holy Ghost story guys I I just want to first walk you through some context for where this story fits within the story of God And then we'll dig into some of these moments of the action steps that the Spirit has been commissioned to play So let's start with some context Um, I make no assumptions And so if you're kind of new to church the book of Acts is the fifth book of the New Testament or like the new story of God The first four books are essentially the story of Jesus called the Gospels Um, And then the 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 book of acts is essentially the story of the church the birth of the church or the acts Of those who follow jesus the apostles. That's why it's called acts and this uh, And and what that means if it's the story of the church is that this story means it's also your story And so if if you are a christian if you are the church, then what we see in acts We are just a continuation two thousand years later if they were still writing that narrative We would be at the very end of it Um, But anyway, this uh, it picks up in chapter 1 shortly after um, The Great Commission that we heard a moment ago Jesus had already lived died and rose again by the power of the Holy Spirit Having promised toward the end of his life that it was actually good for him to go So because if he goes then he'd be able to send the Holy Spirit to us the power and presence on earth So here's Jesus Beginning of Acts chapter 1 bidding farewell to his friends when he says to them He says it's not for you to know the plans of the father, but verse 8 You will receive power When the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses Telling people about me everywhere in jerusalem throughout judea and samaria and to the ends Of the earth you will receive power when the holy spirit comes So jesus says so go back to jerusalem and wait for him to arrive after seeing this verse 9 Uh, He was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him wild Then the apostles returned to jerusalem from the mount of olives the only distance of a half mile When they arrived they went up to the they went to the upstairs room of a house where they were staying and that's the scene the opening of the book of acts the followers of jesus Who had just seen their friend their teacher the man they believed to be god get murdered on a cross Get raised from the dead and then literally float up in a cloud to heaven and disappear It's now they find themselves in this upper room of a house in jerusalem These were the faithful followers of jesus. It says there's about 120 people who believed And they were obeying jesus command to wait for the holy spirit. I just want you to picture yourself in that moment Picture yourself in that moment As they waited, do you know how long they waited? 10 days. They waited for 10 days alone together. Alone together. Picture that. Jesus made promises. But now he was gone, and now their hope wasn't far behind as the world kept moving on around them. And that's where our, our Holy Ghost story picks up here, Acts 2, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost. And just one more thing depending on your church background um, Some of you might have heard of the day of pentecost because it's the day that christian within the christian tradition That the holy spirit comes down and fills his people But for jews pentecost was already a big day for them And these people were jews in the upper room waiting for the spirit And so they were there um, remembering within their yearly calendar um, remembering the arrival uh, Of israel to mount sinai this is what pentecost was It was them celebrating that they made it to mount sinai where the spirit led them through the sea and then gave them this new Promise of the law and and future and salvation And this is what pentecost remembers and celebrates so just keep that in the back of your mind But this is verse one after a lot of context It says this On the day of pentecost All of the believers were meeting together in one place At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem for this festival of Pentecost When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by all the believers Wild, right? Amazing. You've probably heard the story But this is the moment that we see the first action the Holy Spirit takes as he moves in power to call the world back to God to faith in Jesus. The Spirit called, it says, and everyone came running. Everyone came running. Jesus tells us this would happen because of what the Father wants in John chapter 6 when he says, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Jesus is saying no one can come to faith in him unless the Holy Spirit calls them to faith. And the holy spirit is calling in acts chapter 2 as his presence settles on the faithful and he uses them to Supernaturally capture the attention of the observing world in jerusalem And, and I love this because Because he calls to the world not only in this specific time and place of pentecost But he also uses a language that everyone can understand somehow When they heard the loud noise, verse 6, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. The Spirit called, everyone came running, and, and we're starting here with the call because I want you to see on this journey of faith, on this journey, the Spirit is there every step of the way. Every step. And He'll use whatever it takes, whatever it takes to capture our attention so we might take that first step. So we might take that step. He'll use the good He'll use the bad. He'll use the ugly. He'll use a stranger or a friend a season of pain Or a moment of joy. He'll use a rushing wind Tongues of fire the miraculous and the mundane The spirit will use anything and everything to call out to the world To extend the invitation to come and see what god is like the spirit calls In whatever way necessary that's first the spirit calls a Friend of mine and a former pastor told me a story about kind of relates to this once um, when the spirit called through Him in a really really crazy way He was on on a mission trip in bolivia and he was randomly playing this just street basketball game with some of the locals um, Just a regular game playing in bolivia um, When one of the local um, like mission staff in this location walked up to him and asked him when he learned spanish And my friend responded saying he's like, I I don't know Spanish But the local staff went on to tell him how how they just saw him talking with the kids in Spanish And that he was telling them about Jesus My friend didn't speak Spanish friends, but he was speaking Spanish without knowing he was speaking Spanish To share Jesus to these kids that God so loves. Isn't that incredible? This is Acts chapter 2 all over again. God will do what he wants this is what the spirit does. He calls through the miraculous Through knowing a language and also the mundane through basketball He calls through the elaborate and he calls through the everyday the spirit calls And that's first and then when when the spirit calls he continues that into step two by moving through what we call conviction The spirit moves through conviction so acts 2 The story that we have we see the spirit calling everyone in jerusalem to gather outside this upper room all the faithful And and what happens next is the spirit gives peter the apostle peter this epic sermon to share And he does and he tells everyone about the gospel and the good news of jesus and who he is and how jesus fulfilled All these prophecies and all the good things about the messiah and how jesus is the best But then he also talked about how they missed it How they missed him and they killed him but God through the power of the spirit raised him from the dead all according to plan Peter preached in power if you haven't read this this sermon, you better go back Acts chapter 2 and read this But then when it says uh, when he was done preaching it says this verse 37. It'll be on the screen It says Peter's words in this sermon pierced their hearts And they said to him and to the other apostles brother, what should we do? the spirit moved through peter to call them And also Then through the message their hearts were pierced he convicted Them and those who were listening he convicted them of their sin, but also their need for a savior Jesus forecast this role in and in this action in john 16 when he says He says this starting in verse 7. He says but in fact It's best for you that I go away because if I don't the advocate won't come If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Verse 8, here we go. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. This is what the Spirit does. He calls and he convicts to open our eyes to our need for him. He calls and he convicts and he opens our hearts to recognize our need for him. He calls, and he convicts, and, and he softens. He softens this, this hard shell and replaces our heart of stone with a heart of flesh. The Spirit convicts. Has anyone ever felt the prompting of conviction from the Holy Spirit? Gloria, <laughs> was that you? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The Holy Spirit convicts, but he doesn't stop there. And this is the good news of the gospel right here from conviction. It says comes the cleansing Acts chapter 2 says verse 37 Peter's words pierce their hearts And they said to him and to the other apostles. What should we do verse 38 Peter replied each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness or the cleansing of your sins and then you will receive the gift of the holy spirit repent of your sins and turn to god and be baptized in the name of jesus and this is where forgiveness is found this is what we find in the scriptures this is where forgiveness is found this is your moment of salvation where you are cleansed from your sins once and for all by the power of the spirit moving through the sacrifice of jesus on the cross the apostle paul hits this home in corinthians chapter 6 when he says This is so good. He says, Don't you realize those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Verse 11. Some of you were once like that. Some of you were once like that. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus and by what? The Holy Spirit of our God. Friends, you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Spirit does. He calls to you. He convicts you, and then he works to cleanse you. And he does it so he can, number four, so he can claim you as his own. So he can claim you as his own. What does this mean? It means that once you hear the call and you're convicted— and you're cleansed by grace through faith, once you are forgiven by the blood of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, God now claims you as his family. He claims you by sealing you with his Spirit. Sealing you with the spirit if you if you've ever seen like any of the like the um, Medieval shows or whatever and oftentimes the family would have a crest or like a signet ring Have you ever seen that And when they write letters they fold it up melt some wax take the ring seal the letter? That's the image we have here that that once our, our sins are forgiven our debts are forgiven. We've been given this new inheritance And we have, our inheritance has been covered and has been sealed by the Holy Spirit the name and the family of God that's what we see here in Acts chapter 2 That he gives you his name when you believe It says those who believed what peter said were baptized and added to the church They were added to the family of god that day About three thousand and in all and this is what the spirit does The spirit makes you family the spirit gives you identity and authority and claims you as god's people from here to heaven I got more Bible for you Ephesians chapter 1 and Romans 8 to drive this home check this It says and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth The good news that God saves you and when you believed in Christ He identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. He claimed you Verse 14 the Spirit is God's inheritance that he will give us the Spirit Sorry, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So you have not received a spirit to make you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. I love this. Verse 17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Friends, the Holy Spirit claims us and seals us for eternity as sons and daughters in the family of god this is what the spirit does and this is such incredible news isn't it of course it is pastor i can't believe this this is absolutely the best news in the world god never goes halfway god never gives up or abandons his work he doesn't stop on six no he is with us every step of the way on this journey of faith he calls us He convicts us. He cleanses us and claims us as his own But but the best news is that he doesn't even stop there. There's more. I feel like I'm an in infomercial right now There's more because he doesn't stop it. Just bringing us into his presence He doesn't stop it. Just freeing us from our past and moving us into his family No, it's from there from our inheritance from our place in this house that he gives us his purpose He gives us his purpose that we would join him, the one who calls, convicts, cleanses, and claims as his claimed people on his great co-mission, the commission in the world. And that's number five. That's what we're talking about as we wrap. That the Holy Spirit commissions us. He commissions us with his power and presence to go and join God in his good work, just like we see lived out in the rest of the book of Acts. And Over the next couple weeks we're going to be digging deeper into how the spirit equips us for this work this commission The next three weeks really are about the commission But for now here's what I need you to know from our opening scripture in two corinthians 1 I want you to know from calling to commission Verse 21. It is god who enables us From calling to commission it is god who enables us it is the holy spirit who empowers us along with you to stand firm for christ he has what does it say commissioned us right and he has identified us as his own by placing the holy spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us what did we just see paul's saying the holy spirit he identifies us and claims us as his own but he also commissions us to go as his people on his behalf Spirit claims us, friends, and then commissions us and then enables us, verse 21, to stand firm for Christ and to fulfill the work that God has given us. And this is such amazing news. This is the gospel right here that regardless of how often the world stops halfway, regardless of how often it makes empty promises or leaves you alone to figure it out yourself, the Spirit's power and presence are always with you. The Spirit's power and presence are always with you every single step of the way on your journey of faith. In fact, there has never been a time—and I don't know who needs to hear this today, but let me just let me just echo this one more time— there has never been a time, there has never been a moment where the Spirit wasn't hovering over the waters of your life. There has never been a time or a moment where the Spirit was checked out or uninterested in your story, like my insurance company with me back in February. There's never been a time There has never been a time the holy spirit has always been there the holy spirit was there before you believed The holy spirit was there in your moment of belief And the spirit is there as he leads you to greater faith and obedience The holy spirit has always been there with power and presence calling you convicting you cleansing you claiming you and commissioning you Because that's what the spirit does He's with you from here to heaven till the end of the line, enabling you to stand firm for Christ every step of the way. So let's take some steps, amen? Let's take some steps. God has been faithful. God has been faithful, and the promise remains as the Holy Spirit fills his people for every good work. But now it's up to us to do some work. Now it's up to us to respond to these key moments the spirit has worked in our lives to hear his call to sense his conviction To receive his cleansing to welcome his claiming and embrace his commission God has been so faithful every step of the way, but now it's up to us So I say let the holy spirit guide your life Galatians chapter 5 says this in verse 24 says those who belong to christ jesus this is you those who belong to christ jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there since we are living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives i just want to i just want to leave that for you today let the holy spirit guide your life let the spirit guide your life he is with you and always has been every step of the way leading you to your greatest possible life of faith. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Spirit guide your life, and and this really is more than anything. it's, it's simply an act of submission. It's an act of submission, and you can make it here and now. It's you choosing to say, yes, Holy Spirit, your way is better. Yes, Holy Spirit, your thoughts are better. Yes, Holy Spirit, call me again. Convict me again. Cleanse me again. Claim me and send me wherever you want me to go. And I will go because I know that you're with me. This is the opportunity presented to you today and and every day. Saying, Holy Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you will call me. Lead me with power. Lead me with faith. Lead me with truth to my greatest end in Jesus' name. And so as we close today, I just want to pray for you. I want to pray that starting today, this would be your confession. And this would be your declaration. Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead my life. Friends, he is there. He always has been every step of the way, and he is waiting for you to just say, Spirit, lead my life. But when you do, when you do, get ready. When you do, get ready, because everything is going to change as God leads you on the greatest possible adventure of faith you could ever imagine. But it all starts with a simple step. He's with you every step of the way, but it's up to us to take the first.